Carson, California, where they will play against Colombia at the weekend. This is Jalen Neal under pressure, and it's an opportunity early on for Serbia as Simic scores. It's 2-1. They've come from behind, and within a minute of the restart here. here on ESPN Plus. In the aftermath of the first game of the 2026 World Cup cycle for the U.S. men's national team. Where are Alongside, you at? What are you in, Miami? Alongside Hercules Reply All Gomez. I'm Sebi Salazar. <laughs> oh, the shame. Uh... Herc, tell him what you did. You know Tell what? them what you did. It, it, the worst thing you could ever do if you're in this business, or any business. Mm. I was dropping my daughter off, or actually my son off at daycare, and as soon as I parked the car, I saw uh, some sort of, your boss sends you an email. And I did that, you know, stock reply. I just didn't realize it was reply all. And then mm. Dan Thomas went to work. Yep. He texted yep. me first. But, yeah. So there's I'm, so I'm, much buzz around the corridors of power in Bristol I'm so at ESPN myself. around this show, Football Americas, all the momentum, the great work we're doing. And you go and ruin it, all of it. You blow all of our momentum with a reply all email. Classic Hercules Gomez. It was Stevie Nickel vintage. who had that mantle. Now it's me. I'm so upset. <laughs> All right, we do have a lot to get to in the show, so let's stop messing around. We got another goal, Hercules, from Gio Reyna. We got a possible transfer for Weston McKinney. We've got more drama, if you can believe it, in the search to replace Tata Martina as the next manager. Martino. Tata Martino, excuse me, as the next manager of the Mexican national team. And we also have an MLS Media Day interview with Jesus Ferreira, who's going to take us inside the U.S. national team at the World Cup. But let's start this show with the U.S. national team after the World Cup. Facing off against Serbia in Los Angeles tonight. They're a TIFO from the fans honoring the late great Grant Wall. A few others that left us in 2022, including the great Pelé and Kevin Payne of DC United fame. 29 minutes into this one, Brandon Vasquez opens the scoring, the assist from Julian Gresselherk. Yeah, a few things we know. Julian Gressel can hit a ball. Brandon Vasquez can finish one off. Just about a minute later, Serbia comes to life. I mean, it's just terrible defending on the right-hand side. You see Julian Gressel kind of pointing at Gaga like, come out. Gaga stays there, does his work. This is a ridiculous save. This reaction save right here, I have no idea how he pulled this off. Two of them. Gaga Slanina with back-to-back -back saves there. Just before the half from the free kick, Illich through the wall, Herc. What happened? Yeah, so there's a few things when you can excuse when it's January camp. You're not going to be as sharp. You're not going to be as fit. But that attention to detail. You're a veteran player. Walker Zimmerman cannot allow that to happen. And Jalen Neal, he was doing so well. And then complacency. Rookie mistake right here. Just got too casual. Don't know if you expected Jonathan Gomez to come get that. A little uh, miscommunication there. And then the easy finish. Chaos early in the second half. Simic makes it 2-1 to one to Serbia. Then Cade Cowell comes to life. 56th minute. Oh! Denied by the post, Herc. Yeah, but this is still going to go on. Literally, come. Give me the ball. I want it back. And he's going to get a second bite at this. Second crack at that apple. Look at this. Again, off the woodwork. 
one of the more active players, for my money, the most dangerous player in the U.S. men's national team shirt. Yep, good in the first half, good in the second as well. Here he is just a few minutes later. Cowell again, not missing by much. No, Kate Cowell, people aren't going to like it, but he told us uh, he's still open to playing for Mexico. And then Alejandro Sendejas, he's going to start cooking for that central position. He's feeling right there, takes a shot. Just a little off. And in the end, the U.S. falls 2-1 to Serbia in the first game of the Anthony Hudson era. Herc, your thoughts on the U.S. performance here to open 2023? I'm trying to be as objective as possible. It's January camp. A lot of Major League Soccer players who are in preseason, who have never played together, some who are debuting for the first time, the nerves that entail. Uh, coming into a, a situation like that and playing your first ever game with the senior national team against a Serbian B team. I bunch feel of a butt coming. I feel a butt coming. There's a, a Serbian B team, a bunch of players that want to prove themselves as well. I'm trying. It's difficult because I feel like we've gotten past this. Let's hold their hand. Let's walk them through. You expect certain things. I don't want to give players a pass because that's not what we're here to do. But the first half especially, it was lazy mentally, um, tough to watch. Uh, the, what you saw on the field matched what you saw on the stands. The field as well. It, it looked like one of these games where we were just going through the motions until it picked up. And it took them going down 2-1. It took about the final 25 minutes for you to see some life out of them. For you to see some, instead of just... Instant moments of, of individual brilliance or, or flashes, if you will. Flash is a better word. Mm -hmm. You saw more cohesion. You saw more idea. You saw more urgency that you should see in a U.S. Men's National Team jersey. So all in all, it's what I expected a January camp game to be. Um, I thought I'd see better performances, though. That's yeah. for sure. From the collective, right, if it was a good performance that was ruined by a few bad mistakes, you could tolerate it. But this was a bad performance, I think, that was highlighted by some bad mistakes. And the mistakes you can forgive, even if it's a veteran player, somebody like Walker Zimmerman, maybe he's out of rhythm, just getting back from the World Cup, as you mentioned, out of season with MLS. But the Serbian players might have the same complaint, right? As you mentioned, this was very much a Serbian B team. 17 players, it's a small team. 14 of them in the domestic league, three of them in MLS. So it's it has nothing to do with the Serbia that we saw at the World no. Cup. I think it's very important to, to say whatever you take from this game, collectively, individually, take it with a grain of salt, because it's not the USA team, but it's not uh, Serbia's A team either. Herc, you mentioned the stands. Were you surprised at what seemed like a pretty dead atmosphere and a, a lack of attendance? I would have thought there'd be a lot more interest in this game coming off the World Cup. Why? I, everybody knows what these... This isn't the first rodeo for the U.S. Men's National Team in L.A. This is usually where they do their January camps. This is mm -hmm. kind of usually what the crowd seems like. I, I live here in L.A. I'm in the South Bay. I work downtown, two different sectors of Los Angeles. I didn't see any advertising for mm -hmm. this game. Mm. I didn't hear it on the radio. Um, I, listen, it is what it is. Those who know, know. But even those who knew about this game weren't enticed enough to go buy a ticket. That said, I've heard a lot of excuses online with friends when I speak to them, the ticket prices, the day of the week, whatever the case may be. It has to be said, Mexico plays tonight at the Coliseum versus this Serbian team. 
with their Juego Moleto squad, they fill that, they fill that sucker up. That's a reality. Mm-hmm. It's where the programs are at in their fan bases as well. Take that as a dig if you'd like. That's just a reality. I'm pointing that out. Is it arrogant to think that the U.S. should have bossed this game? Because it is. It's not it's A arrogant. versus A. It's very is it? arrogant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know enough about Serbian football, and I'm, I know you're not going to pretend to be that guy as well. Uh, this is a team that's never played together with a coach who, by the way, has sure. no business being there. He's at, and this is being fair to him. He he's there because there is no coach at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I found this very odd, even when I'm listening to the transmission about still trying to focus on Greg Berhalter's message and Greg Berhalter's play. Like, yeah. to me, that was extremely odd. Did, did you see any similarities between Greg Berhalter's formation, I did. team, I did. and what we saw today? You did see that, okay. The good and the bad. Uh, and more of the bad, if I'm being honest. The, the okay. trying In what to way? Put, Be specific. And trying to put a, a square peg into a round hole. You know, uh, there are certain times where you don't have to make the system fit. If you pick a player pool, and this is a player pool you'd like to see, and now you see the players you have at your disposal, there is no, this is how we did it before, because Greg Berhalter did it. Listen, Anthony Hudson, you're not with Greg Berhalter anymore. You can do what you want. So if these players don't fit that system, you don't have to use that system. Nobody knows who the next coach is going to be. Nobody's going to fault you if you change the system. I found it very odd that the message was still about Greg Berhalter and his system. You saw throughout this game, certain players look better coming from different positions. And you almost wondered if they were better catered to a different system. Yeah. That, with it being January, with it being all new guys, they don't know each other, a few debutantes, the nerves, etc. I thought it was pretty standard for what we might see. Yeah. Uh, just one quick kind of final thought here as I, as I look over my notes. When we were at the World Cup and we would see, like especially in looking at that midfield, Herc, we always talked about the drop-off from the first three yeah. to the next guy in line was severe. And we talk about this U.S. pool a lot, especially with all the guys in Europe. It's a very big pool, but I think something we learned tonight is it's not as deep as it needs to be, wow. right? Because, and maybe you say it's arrogant, but I thought the I, U.S. would have at least may, maybe not walked all over Serbia, but certainly beat them at home and looked better than they did with the supposed B team. I, I, I have to say I was disappointed. I was disappointed I, I, I in the little, performance today. I think that's a little today. arrogant on your part. Um, it used to be – you've, you've seen January camps a lot, Seb. Mm-hmm. You've been around. It used mm-hmm. to be January camp was your B team. Some of those A players that would do January camps, that's a reality, right? That's what the U.S. Men's National Team used to be. That's how that pool used to be. A lot of these players, I mean, sure, Walker Zimmerman, A, because he played the World Cup, right? He was a star at the World Cup. Besides that, what was the experience on this team? I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't call this a C team. This is borderline D team, C to D, with the exception of some of those guys that were at the World Cup. Look at this starting lineup. Uh, you're, you're banking on Major League Soccer and the future, where the rest of those guys who are starters and their understudies are in Europe. That's right. a reality. They're not here. So I think you're maybe being a little unfair in, in, in that sense um, and expecting so much out of this team. I don't want to say you underestimated the Serbian team because we, both, you and I were both at that Serbia-Brazil game. 
there's yeah. a different level to that Serbian team, not, not only in the way they play, but physically. They didn't yes. look like the same but team But this physically. team has nothing to do with that team. Let's be very, very clear. Of course, but this yeah. team has nothing to do with the U.S. team. We're clear on that, right? Yes, yes. More to do, more to do uh, than the Serbian team. But yes, very little to do because there are some World Cup holdovers that Serbian in this team, group. Where, where do they finish? Only one of them, only one of those World Cup holdovers, however, in the starting lineup tonight, Hercules Gomez. So why don't we take a look uh, at the U.S. starting 11 from this game against Serbia. Anthony Hudson made some of the choices that you wanted to see. I think... My front think line. You, you got, what, you wanted Slonina, Neil, Zimmerman. You wanted Sonora, and then you wanted that front three, Cal Vasquez and Deca. So, so he, he gave you about six or seven of the choices that you wanted. One thing I'll note here is seven of the 11 starters are dual nationals and her I believe all seven can still represent another country right as somebody who comes on this show quite frequently and complains about handing out caps you got any problems with that as we look at this 11 I complain about handing out caps yeah you say the kids nowadays they get caps way too easily they're handing out caps and the captaincy and everything else like skittles that's your complaint here on football americas seven if you, if you want to go that lingo why are you capping man why are you capping you know that ain't true. <laughs> uh, but you, there is some truth You've to never complained about, about Listen, caps I complain being too lot. easy. I complain a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hold on. But not, not to that extent where I'm talking about Skittles okay. and, and, and grown man, get off my lawn stuff with kids like you're trying to make it out to be. That's not the case. But it's a reality. Listen. Okay, back reply in the day, all. Back in the day. Okay. <laughs> all right. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, whether it was U.S. Men's National Team or Mexican National mm -hmm. Team, I mean, to get some of these international appearances, it was a lot more difficult. In today's game, you're almost banking on the future, so you've got to try these kids out. And I'm talking about both programs, all programs. That's a reality. Times have changed. Now, speaking on this, I've got no complaints. January okay. camps, that's what they're for. Uh, seven dual nets. I didn't notice that, but that's, that's a, a pretty cool thing, and it goes yep. to show how globalization's taken over. Yep, pretty smart. It's a recruiting world, and U.S. soccer certainly uh, leads in that space. All right, Herc, let's touch on some stock ups and stock downs, and we're actually going to go with El Tridente up top. We're going to start with the positive. We are giving, I guess we both agreed to this, we are giving a stock up to Brandon Vasquez. Herc, what do you think of his performance? Listen, my nine has to score a goal. Goals. That's mm -hmm. what he was there for. You're uh, eight. You're eight. He was wearing the eight. He was today. wearing the eight, which was is weird. Well, well, no, it's not weird. Jesus Ferreira was a nine at the World Cup, and he's in this roster. What are you going to give it? I mean, he's. I know. He just looks weirder than an eight. He does look weirder than an eight. He's a, he's a big boy. Uh, but that's what you want from him. Listen, yeah. your nine has to score goals. He did all the things you would expect a nine when he doesn't score goals to do. Try to be good in the hold-up play. Work. I thought Sendejas, Cal, and Vasquez, at least in the first half, were the few of the one of the few uh, that were actually trying to pressure the opponent. The midfield oftentimes lacked that cohesion. Uh, but what you asked of him to do, he did. And that's what he's been doing for Cincinnati since he's been getting those opportunities. Goals and an assist. He's got an impressive work rate, but he backs it up with be, backs it up, excuse me, with being productive. And he's still very much open to representing multiple national teams. So this was big for him. Almost, Herc, almost had two early in the first half. That pressure led inside, to a, yeah, inside a pass the foot. from Cowell. I would have loved to see him. Obviously, you'd love to see him score that goal. Would have loved to see him at least put it on frame. If he gets two here, it's a way stock up. I'll also... Throw a little caveat on this for Julian Gressel, who gets the assist 
on Brandon Vasquez's goal. That was a right-footed dime from Julian Gressel, who we know has a great left foot as well. So, so kudos. If Brandon Vasquez is going to get a stock up for the goal, I think we've got to give Julian Gressel some love there too. Quickly yeah, that, that's, that's all the love he's going to get. Wow. I like Julian Gressel. I just didn't think it was a shining moment today. I, I, he, he's, and that's probably not on him. He's, he's a player that's much more suited for a five-man back line as a wing back. Wing back. Yeah. Wing back role. Yeah. Sure. Of course. All right. Let's bring it back to the positive. Let's give out another stock up here. From the front line, Cade Cowell, who started and played 73 minutes, Hercules. Man, I thought he was good. What's he, mm. 19 years old? Uh, he was very good in his movement. He was uh, direct. He was moving with purpose. Uh, he looked confident. Uh, every time he got the ball, I felt something could happen. About the only person on the field that I thought had an actual chance of scoring a goal for the U.S. men's national team. A bit unlucky a few times with his final product, the in pass, the in ball, when he was trying to play facilitator, but he was easily the best attacker for the U.S. Men's National Team for me. Another player who's still open to representing yep. two national teams or to, to exploring that possibility told us in MLS Media Day. People aren't going to like to hear this, but he's a player that's still keeping his options open. Yeah. I put the question out on Twitter, you know, whose stock went up, whose stock went down. The name that came back the most was Cade Cowell, because we showed you the highlights. He was good in the second half. He hit the post a couple times. Yeah. He was very good in the first half as well. The near assist yeah. we just talked about with Brandon Vasquez, but he had a couple other opportunities where he gets a shot off himself or is involved in a break. Every time he got the ball, Herc, he was dangerous. He was dynamic. He was running downhill. He had uh, Jonathan Gomez out there on the left side with him in the first half. They look like a, a dangerous duo, potentially. So for me, very easy stock up there, and yes, we know his younger brother has already been in the Mexican youth national team setup. Paging El Tri, take a look at this kid. You're missing out on a lot of players already. Don't let Cade Cowell be another one. You. All right, Herc, we got to be honest here. It's not all sunshine and roses. We have to have a stock down, Herc. Who are you giving a stock down to? of the Tridente that started tonight. Well, hold on. I'm not giving the stock down here. I'm, I'm actually not, not in favor of this one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. So so you put this down, right? For yeah, you I was... picked Alejandro Sendeja's stock down. Okay. You want to you hear and tell why, me why or yes. do you want to no, make no. your point no, first? No, no, uh, go ahead. I will, I will go after, go ahead. Okay. One of the things you said before the World Cup was that the guys who were out of rhythm would be at a huge disadvantage, right? Okay. So, the players on this field, a lot of MLS guys, out of season. The Serbian League guys, out of season. The guys on Serbia that aren't in the Serbian League, they're MLS too, so they're out of season. Remind me the one guy who is in season. That's right. Gaga Liga Mekis, Alejandro oh, Zendejas. The second okay? guy. We're talking about Alejandro oh. Zendejas. He gets the full 90. He gets the full opportunity. He was quiet in the first half. The few chances that he had, especially in the first half, skies one, skies one with that magical left foot that for America seems to always find the back of the net. He put it in the second row here. Okay, so he was not the same player that we've seen over the last weeks, months, years for Club America. I thought he would be, especially Herc, given the level of competition. This was the moment. Not only is everybody else out of rhythm, but he's not one of the young guys here. He's an experienced First team professional. He should have been better and more dominant tonight. Oh, I see what's going on here. That little heart of yours is 
It's a beat up and upset. All right, so Alejandro Sendejas, uh, first half, quiet. I wouldn't even say it was bad. It was just quiet. wasn't on the ball enough. You see him on the second half? So that's a good thing. That's a good day. A quiet day is a good day for Alejandro Sendejas then. Would you give him stock up? Hold on. Let me tell you why it's not stock down. Second half, got into it, got active. Then he found himself centrally. He's a player, and like you just brought up the World Cup, what did I say? Where did I say to potentially fight for minutes in the first team? As an eight. So when he got into the center positions, he was actually good. He got cooking, as many in Twitter would say. They let him cook. He was the main facilitator. He was the main operator. He looked much better those final 20 minutes. Enough for me to say it wasn't a bad performance, but I'm not going to shower him in glory and say it was a great performance. I just don't think it's a stock down like you said. I want to see him again. Okay, give me a stock down then, Herc. Give me a stock down since you don't want to be you don't want to be the bad guy no, here. Said, you don't want to be the tough teacher. I, I, told, I told you and the producer, you guys didn't think it was a sexy enough name. I said Paxton Pomichol. I, I Everything I keep hearing about this kid that we've heard for the last three years. Uh, I mean, there was a point when they were comparing, when they were talking about next one out, it was Paxton Pomichol. And there's Brendan Aronson. And you're mm-hmm. like, why are we talking about Paxton Pomichol if here's Brendan Aronson? Who goes off Brendan Aronson? He's 23 years old. You keep waiting for this kid to explode. At some point, there are a lot of these players, and it's not just MLS players, but a lot of players that people just keep saying, this is it, this is it, this is it, who haven't graduated to the next level. And there's no problem. There's no problem in that. But it wasn't a good performance by him. Okay. I'll throw uh, Walker Zimmerman onto that list as well. Only lasted the first half, but not not just on the goal where he's part of that wall with Gressel that gets split which to me would seem to be a cardinal sin, especially for yeah. an experienced center back. I know it's January camp, whatever. But on the chance where we saw Slonina make the double save, yes, that's down Gressel's side. That's also Zimmerman getting caught pretty high upfield there as well. So hey, not, ev- I, not I, everybody I was you. a stock I up I get tonight. you, and I get everybody who says Zimmerman. The man, the man got married before the World Cup and did his honeymoon after the World Cup. So <laughs> from somebody who's been there, you been, ah, I'm going to let that one slide. Okay. All right. Brendan Vasquez got married as well, didn't he? So, yeah. You know, yeah there yeah. it goes. That's right. Scored a beautiful goal as well. Congratulations, Congratulations to, uh, to Brendan them. Vasquez for his, for his big goal for the United States in their 2-1 loss against Serbia. Up next for the U.S. Herc, Columbia on Saturday from Dignity Health Sports Park. So what do you want to see against Columbia this weekend? Well, I want to see a better performance urgency listen there's one thing when you represent not just the u.s men's national team the national team everything you hear from players who go from a certain level to the european level or a higher level or the international everybody tells you how the game is faster there's more urgency there's less time on the ball it looked like there was too much time on the ball for both teams today it looked like it was stagnant i understand it's january camp but you need to put in a shift that makes it look like there's a level up a change up and if we're talking about personnel Dejon Jones came out of this game, and I know it was limited, but he's one of the few players I was like, oh, look at this. This is interesting. I want to see more of him. Uh, There are players who are on the field when they're on the ball that you get excited about. I know Kate Cowell's going to be very difficult to see him again, Um, but I'd love to see more of that. We're not going to see Sendejas anymore, Um, so I'd love to see uh, Tomkin, John Tomkin. Tomkin, yes. 
Tolkien. Uh, okay. Tolkien, excuse me. Tolkien. John Tolkien, the left I back. I was going to say, that's who you've been, you've been yelling for for weeks. Yes, yes. So I want to see the young guys. I think there's uh, okay. room for improvement there, uh, especially the left back and right back. Okay. I would love to see Paxton Aronson start. I want to see Alan Sonora again. Mm. I don't know what you thought of him tonight. I kind of expected him to pop off the screen a little more, yeah. given the resume, given some of the things it's I've heard. It's tough to judge him, right? Like, yes, but I want to see more. I, I, I'm not closing the door, but I definitely want to see more from him. And another name to remember, uh, Emmanuel Sabi, another yeah. one of these kids who was a youth national team star for a long, long time, never broke into the senior national team, but did have a career, starts to score some goals in Denmark and now finally gets called in. So that could be an interesting one, Herc, to see if he can uh, maybe become another Haji Wright-esque type story, right? Uh, a player who had a big, successful youth national team career and then uh, maybe kind of out of nowhere later on makes their way to the senior national team. All right, Herc, let's move on to the latest in the tug of war for Alejandro Sendejas, who we know, as you just mentioned, will return to Club America now for their game against Mazatlan on Saturday. Earlier this week, Sendejas was fielding questions during a press conference, and of course, the possibility of representing Mexico came up. He is still eligible. He files that one-time switch. Here's what the 24-year-old Mexican-American had to say. But are you still able down the road, if you choose to switch, to make a switch to Mexico, or are you locked in now to the U.S.? Uh, like I said, I'm just enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying this week. Uh, it's, it's fun to uh, reconnect with a bunch of players that I used to play with. And uh, like I said, it's an honor to be here. Ron, just to answer your question, uh, Alex is still eligible. Herc Sendejas is leaving the door open for Mexico as a former U.S. men's national teamer. Are you cool with it? By the way, Club America must be ecstatic. 90 minutes midweek, and they got a game. And they're still winless. They got a game this Saturday. Yes. Still winless in this uh, Mexican uh, Liga MX season. Uh, you asked if I am cool with it. And you're asking from a U.S. men's national team perspective, right? Or just me in general. Or just anybody in general. You should be cool with it. I am fine with it. Listen, right now, there is no coach. Not only for the U.S. men's national team. But for the Mexican national team, we've sat here and have spoken to exhaust about what it's like to be a dual national, what it's like to have love and respect, admiration for two different cultures, two different countries. So at some point when you're in this situation, it becomes more than just, are you American? Are you Mexican? It almost becomes a business decision. So how do you make an educated decision on where you should be, what is best for you, if you don't even know the coaches? You don't even know the standing. I am absolutely fine with him having no commitment right now. There's going to come a point where that choice has to be made. And when he makes it, whatever he chooses, I will be fine with that as well. Okay. So if you look at some of the headlines about this that are coming out of Mexico, it's that he's left the door open for Mexico. He refuses to shut the door on Mexico. I need your translation help here. Not necessarily Spanish to English, Herc, but professional footballer to mere mortal. When you hear the words that Alejandro Sendejas is saying, is he really leaving the, op the door open for Mexico? Is he really not committing to the U.S.? Or is he just saying what he has to say in a press conference when asked this question directly? Do you really, do you really think anyone who's a fan of Mexico should have hope 
that Sendejas really, truly believes he might go back to Al Tri? Absolutely. I don't think this is a done deal for the U.S. men's national team. I think, listen, I think he's a very talented player. Um, and I see him in a different position for the U.S. men's national team and possibly fighting for minutes as an eight. Uh, but I think you fight for minutes as a starter with Mexico in multiple positions. And I think he knows that. He understands that. The situation is who is the coach for both the U.S. men's national team and the Mexican national team? I think once those, once those two things fall into place, we're going to have a better understanding of where he leans. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Listen, if you don't understand how being a dual national works, if you've never seen the new world we're in, if you've never been on social media and seen these kids and on their <clears throat> profiles they have two to three different flags on their profile, you're never going to get it. You would never understand what it's like to have love for two different countries, for two different cultures. It's just something most people will never understand. And when you have that, I do honestly feel other factors come into play. Hey, do you think the fan base will ever get tired of this? I do. Either specifically with Sendejas or with the U.S. versus Mexico guys, with guys being kind of on the fence, not committed. Like, I don't have a problem with Sendejas now. What I would have a problem with is if this lasts longer and longer and longer and we get these kind of drawn out recruiting processes where guys are in camps but they're not committed it's okay now but i could see this wearing thin after a while especially if these players don't pan out i mean if you have a fight for these players they don't they don't become prominent big players there's a problem i can also say it's not just a fan base i've spoken to liga mx players mexican Mm. national team players who all of a sudden will tell you why is this person jumping out in front of the, ahead of the line? Like, why are they having an opportunity before some of us who have been here under this mi- microscope for the longest time? They're getting tired of it as well. All right, speaking of Alejandro Sendejas, that's what Anthony Hudson, the interim manager of the U.S. men's national team, was just doing moments ago. Let's hear what he had to say. Since this is the only game you have to assess him, can you give your assessment of Sendejas? Well, I mean, incredible. I've just, I've just, uh, obviously he has to go back to his club tonight. And um, I was pretty much trying to beg him to stay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was outstanding. I, he, you know, he came in, uh, he's been in a few days. And uh, like he's, you saw him tonight, you see his personality on the field. I mean, he's a really, really exciting player. Um, Exciting player, good quality, technic- technically really, really strong, um, really attack-minded, and uh, and I just and I just love his his desire just to keep going. I keep going and puts his body in the way and keeps making runs and really nice, you know, combination play. And I mean, this kid, this kid's a really good player. So um, we're we're pleased that he came in um, and we got a chance to see him and he got a chance to see us. Um, so yeah, but I did try and plead it for him to stay, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we can get him back. Okay, Herc Anthony Hudson, far closer to your appraisal of Alejandro Sendejas tonight than mine. I know many might not care for Anthony Hudson and his opinion, but do I think there's going to be a decision made on the U.S. Men's National Coach soon? No. So there may come a time, maybe this CONCACAF Nations League tournament, where he's the head coach in this tournament. And if Sendejas plays in this tournament, that's it. There's no going to Mexico. So maybe 
him and his admiration could be a key factor here. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Alejandro Zendejas, a dual national, Herc. You know who else is a dual national? Jesus Ferreira, Colombian-American, who of course represented the United States at the last World Cup. And at the last Major League Soccer Media Day, he was representing FC Dallas, we got to talk to Jesus there, Herc, and among many things, we discussed the U.S. team in Qatar. Let's check it out. All right, let's talk about, obviously, you're, you're on vacation because you played in the World Cup. So talk to us about that World Cup experience for yourself. Yeah, no, it was an amazing feeling. It was a dream come true for me. Um, obviously, growing up, it was something that I've always wanted to achieve and accomplish, and to do it at such a young age, uh, you know, I'm happy, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Obviously for me, my role was a little different than, than I would have thought, but you know, I think I took that fuel. How so? Just, you know, obviously going in there, uh, as a player, you always want to play. You always want to be on the field, always trying to help the team. Um, and from, in my case, I, was, I wasn't able to get on the field. Um, um, not my decision, obviously coach's decision, and you know, I respect that. And I think I took that fuel just to motivate me in each training session to, to show the coaching staff and my, and my teammates that, you know, I'm not really upset. I'm here just to, you know, help the team and do the best paper that I can to, to be successful. Because if, I, if, I, if I'm doing and showing my 100%, the team is going to perform and, and show each game. And so uh, I think that the coaching staff noticed and, and my teammates noticed to, that my effort uh, and my, my desire to, to help the team. And they gave me the opportunity to, to come on and, and, and play an important role. Yeah, I feel like you had a weird World Cup. You don't get to play in the group phase. And then you get to start in, in the biggest game. What First was, player since Greg Berhalter exactly, did that. Exactly, back in 2002 So for the U.S. So what is your emotion when you find out you're getting the start against the Netherlands? 
Yeah, for me it was, I didn't believe it. You know, at first I was just like, it can't be true. Like I didn't play one single minute and, and now I'm going to be able to start. So I kind of just like zoned, zoned out for a little bit until I got into the locker room and was like, okay, it's actually happening. Like I'm, I'm going to start. That was it? Was that? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, that was pretty much it. I kind of had no thoughts. I was just in shock until they put like the roster out to the starters and everything. And once I kind of noticed, I was like, okay, this is actually... Was that tough on you? Like, because it feels from the outside like you got to go almost zero to, like, not even just World Cup speed, yeah. but World Cup knockout game speed. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously my teammates helped me to prepare as much as I could. Uh, but, you know, it was a little weird. It was a little weird not being able to play any games and, uh, and adjusting to that level. Obviously, a World Cup is a different, different speed, different... Uh, different everything and so for me it was just kind of mimicking everything on the on in training ground and moving at 100% speed to kind of mimic what a game would be uh, obviously it's not the same but uh, that's that's the only practice that I, I could have and uh, my teammates helped me out a lot by just you know making sure that I was calm making sure that uh, the nerves were out obviously you, you get nervous uh, in any game in the World Cup but uh, try to keep it out low and 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 to enjoy it you know I remember uh, my World Cup and there's some things that are very vivid that I remember like yesterday Then there's some things that could be a blur do you remember what was asked of you in that game your role what would the instructions were for that game yeah for me you know we knew that Van Dyke, you know it's, it's a big guy that anything behind he's gonna he's gonna catch up to you and and for me it was just you know coming down coming down and making sure that underneath yeah receive. yeah coming yeah. down and trying to push him out of out of his spot so then you know Christian and Tim can make runs in behind in that in that in that spot but sometimes he was just staying in his line and so I was pretty much free and coming low and that's what that's what Greg wanted me to do is just being able to turn there and kind of go outside and get into the box I know you weren't a traditional nine growing up but you played as a nine in Major League Soccer and were very successful, scored a ton of goals. As a nine, when you hear your main responsibility is to drag, drag and create space for others, does that make you feel like maybe your attributes aren't you being used to the best of your ability, like you could be in front trying to score goals? No, I think for me it's just using what I'm good at. You know, I'm obviously not a big target nine that can get a ball from the center back and just hold it down. Uh, you know, play the, play the season as a ten. Uh, uh, with having a nine up top and was able to give a lot of assists, and so for me is, you know, something on my in my toolbox is being able to come down and finding those pockets and turning and, and feeding guys up top. And so uh, when you have Christian up top and Tim up top that can make runs in behind and can finish anything, uh, you know, my job it's easy. My job is turning, just give it to, give it to the guys that know how to how to finish. And so uh, you know, obviously I don't get upset because I have to not be such so close to the box. Obviously for me. I want to score goals. I want to. Right. I want to finish. But if if it helps the team for me to come down and and play in those pockets and Create, be that right? that false nine that they say, uh, I'm going to do it at the, the best the best way that I can. So in this World Cup, you live everything that happens on the field. You live everything that happens off the field as well. And then you you kind of go home and it's over. And then about a week after the the World Cup ends, news starts coming out about what happened in the World Cup. And now it's a story that's all over American soccer what Greg Berhalter and Gio Reyna and Gio Reyna's parents like when you see all that news come out what's your reaction because you'd kind of lived it but now it's in the public yeah uh, it's obviously you know upsetting the way that it came out uh, obviously we we as a team uh, took care of businesses business 
as a group, as a team, um, and that's kind of kind of how it went. You know, after we took care of business, after the team talked, it, it was over. It was squashed, um, and you know, we knew that we needed it to be together. We needed to be one one unit to be able to be successful at the World Cup. And so, um, after that, we were just focused on on us and what we can control as, as players, and 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 focus on on that and the next step. I'm curious when you say it was upsetting how it came out. What part of it was upsetting? Because there are so many different kind of parts, narratives of this story. What single part of it was upsetting for you? No, I think that obviously, you know, Gio's part of um, how he was being. And obviously we took care of it in there, in camp, in, in the World Cup as a team. And so... Um, Should have stayed in the locker room is what you're saying. Yeah, I think that uh, the team had an idea of what we wanted to do. And he, you know, he obviously apologized to us and uh, the team took it took it uh, and took care of business as a team and we all talked about it um, and so so yeah Jesus Ferreira there taking us inside the U.S. national team at the World Cup and the drama between Gio Reyna and Greg Berhalter Herc your thoughts on what we heard you know I think it's just pretty telling one of the I guess Berhalter guys because that's the label he has on him um, tells you what most upset him was the way things got out, the way things kind of were handled. And, you know, it, it's an upsetting situation for, for any player because that, that locker room really is a sanctuary. It's really the only thing you can hold true. Um, and that's the biggest thing when you're a team is, is those things have to stay in. And that's just what he highlighted. Obviously, there are a lot of deplorable things that escalated afterwards that we highlighted ourselves. But focusing on that locker room attribute about that, yeah. Yep, yep. Upsetting the way it came out. The more we hear about it, the more guys are pointing to the fact that this story got out. And let's never forget, Herc, it was because of a conference, a leadership conference that was supposedly off the record where Greg Berhalter uh, spilled the beans. A drama that seemed to be limited to the World Cup. And then after the U.S. was eliminated, it exploded all over again. Speaking of Gio Reyna, let's run it back with the aforementioned young American star because he is in the headlines yet again, Herc. Game-winning goals in back-to-back -back games now. The latest coming today, Wednesday, as Dortmund won 2-1 over Mainz. There it is at the back post. Yeah, I keep, I keep hearing from people, look, again. Coming on as a sub, like Greg Berhalter wanted to do with him in the World Cup. Listen, you got to get on the field to be a super sub. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. His fourth goal of the season for Borussia Dortmund, of course, comes after he scored the game winner in a 4-3 victory over Augsburg this past weekend. So, Herc, right now, this moment, is Gio Reyna the best player in the U.S. men's national team pool? Listen, you already know I feel he's the best player because of his ceiling. And due to health, he hasn't been able to prove that. Well, he's playing again, and these circumstances lead me to believe, yes, he's the best player in this pool. It's easy, man. He's the most talented player. Uh, mentally, he's the one that has that Mamba mentality. And you could say what you want about the kid's parents, about his attitude. If you knew who Kobe Bryant was, he wasn't always the best person. But on the field, when healthy, that snarl, he produces. This is who this kid is. Now, there's a lot of names I could throw out there. Chris Richards, Tim Ream, Josh Sargent, DK. You know, a few of those players who, who, who just lights out right now. Keep scoring. But this kid, all the drama, the saga surrounding this kid, and he responds this way, this could be 
either the worst thing that's ever happened to him or the best thing that's ever happened to him. That is up to him, and so far he is responding. There are a few other guys who probably deserve a mention, right? Because at the end of the day, Gio Reyna's not starting yet. If we talk about guys who are starting, Tyler Adams is starting. Weston McKinney has started all five games since returning to Juventus earlier in January from the U.S. at the World Cup. Christian Pulisic, before he got hurt, was starting. Gio Reyna right now is not yet starting games. But we said, Herc, or at least I said, that for us to forget about what happened, he would have to do something very, very special. This is very, very special. This is back-to-back games in less than four days where he comes off the bench and not just scores, right? Because it's not just about being productive, but scores important goals for a team in a title race, right? Bayern Munich has dropped points in their last two games. Borussia Dortmund has won their last two games because of Gio Reyna. He's putting them back in the title race. Now, Herc, the reason, the reason I'm hesitant to say he's the best player at the moment, we're being prisoners of the moment, right? Because it, it is just two games. But if Gio Reyna can take that next step, Herc, if he can be a starter for Borussia Dortmund, then I'm ready to say he's the best U.S. player at the moment. And there will be opportunities. Six games for Dortmund in the next 20 one day starting this weekend. So Gio Reyna right now playing well and primed for those starting opportunities, which I think he still needs to lock down. Yeah, but you didn't give me a name. I didn't give you a name? Who's the best? Better than Gio Reyna right now? Yeah, who's the best? Weston McKinney. Okay, starting every week your, for Juventus. That's you vote, Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney starting every single for. week for Juventus. All right, that's us. I would have gone. No, give me one. Give me one. Give me one. I gave you one. I said, Gio Reyna, give me one. If you say Chris Richards, I got no issue. If you say Tim Ream, I've got no issue. If you say Weston McKinney, that's fine. I'm not really buying it, but whatever. But you didn't <laughs> give me one. You just said he's not, so give me one. That's up. Okay, you, say, you said you have, uh, you said you have no issue with Chris Richards? No. Okay, then I'll go with Chris Richards. Good performances against Manchester United. His first Premier League start follows that up with a good performance in a clean sheet against Newcastle. Back to back man of the match performances. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, hey, against back to back top four competition awesome. in the Premier League. You should have too. said that instead no. of Weston. There we go. We'll give we'll give Chris Richards. All right, let's keep let's keep on the theme of Americans scoring abroad. Jordi Mihailovic, Herc, getting his first Eredivisie goal since joining Asset Alkmaar from Montreal this winter. There it is. Yeah, look at that. He's a player that's going to get you assist, I thought, but now he's getting goals as well. I always thought he had the next level in him. It's good to see him responding. This came in a 4-1 win for Azed over go-ahead Eagles. Azed now second place in the Eredivisie, just two points back of your league leaders. Feyenoord, Jordi Mihailovic there with a goal for Azed Azmar. Transfer news, Herc are close to it. Weston McKinney looks like he may be on the move. Fabrizio Romano reporting that McKinney has agreed to terms with Leeds United of the Premier League. All that's up to work out, the transfer between the two clubs. Reports in Italy say Leeds have offered 28 million euros. Juve want 35 million euros. Weston McKinney, 24 years old, could be about to join U.S. teammates Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson under the management of Jesse Marsh. Herc, what do you think? Is Leeds United the best option for young Weston McKinney? I don't think so. It, it seems like a lateral at best move, 
coming from a team like Juventus, coming from a brand like Juventus, to a team that's 15th in the Premier League, one point away from relegation zone, five points from the bottom, the 20th of relegation zone, it just seems like it's bad for everybody involved. Now, let me explain myself with this, okay? There's a possibility they get relegated if another American comes to this already American-owned mm -hmm. team, mm -hmm. coached by an American, Jesse Marsh, who already spent money, put some coin in Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, and now Weston McKinney, almost $90 million to bring in these American players, mm -hmm. and they get relegated, where do you think the finger's going to be pointed? And then it's gonna be a fire sell with these American players who are first division players to see where they go, because they're not gonna stay in the championship. Okay. And that might not be a better situation than what is Leeds at the moment. All right, Herc, but give or me, the, what, give me the professional athlete's opinion here. Aren't these guys did. supposed to, aren't these guys supposed to bet on did. themselves? You're telling me Weston McKinney's gonna be afraid to go to Leeds because they might get relegated? No, I'm telling you he should be afraid to go to Leeds because there are better teams out there for him. He's being okay. linked with Arsenal, he's being linked with Tottenham, and you want him to go to Leeds. So do you tell me what you want. I don't like the Leeds. I don't like Leeds. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Leeds. I like you. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad to have a manager who clearly wants you. I don't think it's Never bad to bad. step into a midfield where you have chemistry with a guy like Tyler Adams. We saw how, how well that worked at a World Cup. Obviously, he's got chemistry with Brendan Aronson as well. It's a Premier League team. It's a Premier League team For that now. makes sure that its players runs. It demands a lot of its players. I think Physically, that would be a good fit for Weston McKinney uh, in a lot of fronts. But I'm with you on the point of, I don't know if even lateral, maybe a, a downward move. We have to be honest about Juventus' position right now, right? They've just taken this 15-point knock Ooh. for financial irregularities. I think right now they're 10th in the table. So Juventus right now is a mid-table team in Syria, right? They're in the Europa League, but very little guarantee that there will be certainly Champions League football next year. And there is some discussion, Herc, that Juventus could even face a UEFA ban, right? A ban from European competitions for all of this. So I, I in many regards, based on the fact that he's starting almost every single game right now, I almost would like to see him stick it out at Juventus no. A little bit longer. But if it is if it is going to be the Premier League and if things at Juventus for off-the-field reasons are rotten in a way that Weston McKinney needs to leave, I think I'm with you that, that Leeds might not be the best place. Maybe it's not Arsenal where I think playing time would be very difficult to come by, but, but somewhere other than Leeds. I'm just you know, not convinced. You know, I, I made a mistake in mentioning Tottenham as well. I shouldn't have mentioned Tottenham. I know that Conte wants him. I know that Fabio Paratici, uh, ex-Juventus uh, sporting director, wants him now, Tottenham's first sporting director. But Paratici is also involved mm -hmm. in that scandal, that, that deduction of 15 points. Yeah. And there are going to be repercussions for these players. And maybe Paratici himself uh, at Juventus and himself right there that could impact Weston McKinney actually going or staying at Juventus yeah. or actually going to Spurs. So the... the the chances right now are, are slim that he goes to a, a big team like we're looking for. Let's Ar take Arsenal's Spurs off the table. Yeah. Let's take Spurs off the table then, right? Because then it becomes this choice. Leeds, an almost guaranteed playing time, or a club like Juventus with a decent chance of trophies with this asterisk kind of hanging over it for the time being, or let's say Arsenal, the club you said he was linked to and that we have seen the links for, where he would definitely be a squad player, 
but would have a chance being. to win a he would have a chance to win a Premier League title. Where would you rather go? Arsenal where you're a squad player or Leeds where you're a starter? I would rather go at this point for him because yep. I don't think we're still talking about development. Uh, 24 years 24 old. 24 years old. I want him in a team that's winning in a place that he could be the heir apparent. I'd okay. like him to go to Arsenal, though I don't think that's the style for him. He could technically get better, sure. I just don't think it's the style. You don't think for he's him. technical enough for Arsenal? Is that what is that what you're saying? I don't. No, I don't think he's. I don't think that's his mold. It doesn't mean you're technical enough. I don't just don't think that's his mold. Um, but there's so many games in the Premier League. Uh, Shaka's gonna at some point uh, move on. It could be a place where he could fight his way, like he did at Juve. I mean, he keeps, he's, he's that guy. He, you bet against him, and he pulls out. All right, Weston McKinney then, perhaps on his way to Leeds from Juventus. That according to the latest reports. Speaking of the British game, how about Wrexham? Our good friends at Wrexham in the National League. Of oh, course, the team owned by Lord. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. They were playing Gateshead on Tuesday, and they won 3-0. They are now first place in the National League, Herc, and headed to promotion. What do you know about that? Look at that. A dream story. All you need are two actors who are ridiculously rich to invest heavily in your squad, and you, too, can gain promotion. All you need is CONCACAF ownership, Herc. Say it. Well, that, too. By the way, that long throw-in, an angel lost its wings. This, of course, the team from the Welcome to Wrexham series of television fame. Catch it on Hulu. On ESPN Plus, you can catch the FA Cup, where Wrexham is still alive. Wrexham hosting Sheffield United of the championship at the famous Racecourse Ground on Sunday. That's the fourth round of the FA Cup. Wrexham versus Sheffield United. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Guillermo Almada. 
currently the manager of Pachuca, telling ESPN he wants to coach El Tri. As you just saw in his exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with our ESPN Deportes colleague, Odin Siani. Materia prima, raw material. Almada says Mexico has enough to be great. Perk, he has been discussed quite a bit as a potential next man up for the Mexican top job. What do you think? What are the odds that Guillermo Almada will become Mexico's next manager? Better than 50-50 or worse than 50-50? Well, if you believe the reports, there are only two managers, two candidates, so it's 50-50. It's no, I said Guillermo better Almada. or 50-50 well, or worse than 50-50. Comprometete. Oh, Miguel Herrera. Here's the issue, man. Um, there's a new committee okay, in Mexican football, in FMF, and that committee consists of four ownership groups. That is America, Chivas, Tijuana, and Santos. America... Because they own Televisa, and Televisa runs the Mexican Football Federation, and that's the way it goes. Chivas, it has to be because of the brand, because they're not a well-ran team at all. Tijuana, I've no idea. <laughs> I do have an idea. Tijuana has two votes. The Tijuana ownership owns Tijuana and Querétaro and Caliente. Uh, the casino is one of the biggest backers of Liga MX. There's a, it's a sweetheart deal with sponsorships. And also Santos, uh, which is Grupo Orlegi, who has Atlas as well. You notice one thing here, Seb. There is no Grupo Pachuca. Grupo mm. Pachuca, who arguably is the best-ran organization in Mexican football, Pachuca and León, who now have Guillermo Almada, is not there. Why is that? That's what you have to ask yourself, and that will lead you to the answer of why it's, I believe, slim that Guillermo Almada will get this job and why I think Guillermo Almada is in a sense, throwing his name out there, letting yeah. it publicly be known that his name is, is in the hat. He's in that ring. By the way, Ahora Nunca, our show in Espanol, we have an interview with Guillermo Almada tomorrow morning, which will be out. He's getting his name out there. He wants that to be known. Imagine. Imagine where we are. Like, how often do you see national team managers, prospective national team managers, campaigning Asking to do interviews with Ahora Nunca, with all well, due respect. Something's gets, fishy we, here. We, we get Something's him all the fishy time. here. We get if, he all the thought, time. if he thought that he was going to get this job, he wouldn't be out campaigning, for sure. That's, that's one thing right there. He wouldn't be out campaigning. Here's what I will say about this. With Guillermo Almada in, it almost feels like the rest of the ownerships who don't want anything to do with Grupo Pachuca, the Martinez family, will feel like there's a Trojan horse in-house. And that's why I think it's a slim chance, and that's why I think they want to keep business as usual, and they'll probably revert back to Miguel Herrera. Interesting you mentioned Piojo Herrera. Uh, Almada did coach at Santos, no? So you showed the, the groups that will be represented yeah, he, there. Yeah, he left a little, not on good terms. Okay, so you don't think Irarragori there, your boy, would be a, a boost to his candidacy internally is what you're saying. Right. Okay. What about Marcelo Bielsa? This, Herc, is interesting because you mentioned there was only two candidates. Some recently have been posturing that Marcelo Bielsa is also a candidate. In fact, our colleague, David Feitelson, reporting today that Jesus Martinez, the aforementioned president of Pachuca, had Bielsa all lined up 
presented him to the other ownership groups in FMF, and they said, thanks, but no thanks. Herc, was this a mistake? Wow, if you're going by the biggest name possible, and if you're going with Marcelo Bielsa, and it was actually a possibility that you get Bielsa and his demands because his demands would have changed, would have reformed Mexican football. That would have been a good thing just for the reform in general. Who knows about the sporting, but the reform in general would have been an amazing thing for Mexican football. Oh, then bring him in to be sporting director, not he to be head coach. Well, it's funny you say that. That's actually what Jesus Martinez, the owner of Grupo Martinez or Grupo Pachuca, actually offered him with Jimmy Lozano as the head coach and him as a sporting director. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be on the sidelines. He wanted to coach. So... Let him coach. Let him cook, as the kids say. Well, no. Because to Mexican football, Jesus Martin is bringing his own coach. Mm -hmm. Reforming Mexican football would allow him to take control in their eyes. And that's something, Club America, that's something that uh, Televisa, that's something that the duopoly, that is Azteca and Televisa, that own and operate Mexican football, would simply not allow. This is why they formed this committee. This is why right. in this committee you see... Ownership groups with multiple teams and multiple votes. I don't think Marcelo Bielsa is the best man to take the job. I hate, Herc, that it's politics that's keeping him out, right? If they genuinely believe, if, if, they, if they had a great candidate, and you said it, Marcelo Bielsa is probably coming off a Premier League job, probably in line for another Premier League job Everton. soon. yeah. Right? This is a big candidate. Mexico should not be rejecting these guys all willy-nilly. Uh, so the fact that politics here, anti-Pachuca politics, as you say, is rearing its ugly head and keeping Mexico from looking at a candidate like this uh, is very problematic. Status Quickly, quo. last word. Status quo. I wouldn't even say anti-Pachuca. Status quo. They don't want to change things. Why? Because those who are in power want to stay in power because that pie, that cash cow keeps going. Okay, so there are more reports around El Tri, not about their next manager but about their last manager <clears throat> this herc according to espn mexico who says a source close to tata martino's staff is claiming that the european players in mexico's pool quote do as they please especially chuki lozano who was late to a camp the source called out memochoa talavera as well the goalies also claimed that marcelo bielsa would be a good fit because he would bring discipline. Herc, this source seems to be taking plenty of shots. Are they warranted? What do you think? Listen, oftentimes coaches don't speak when they depart. A lot of these coaches have NDAs, okay, non-disclosure agreements. They're not allowed to talk. They can lose money if they do. So they, mm. what do they do? They leak out certain information through other sources. And oftentimes those sources are through their own coaching staff. There is one I'm not saying it's him, but there is one actual coach who was part of that program who's still in Mexico who may have access to reporters, and this can have easily slipped out. Do I believe these things? Sure, because these things happen on all national teams. Do I believe that there was a situation where Chucky Lozano, as they said, was still living off the pass, still living off the goal he scored against Germany? Sure. Not because of his attitude, but because you could just see the actual official games that means something. Since that goal in 2018, he scored twice, two goals. This is a player that's not been the same player since that moment. That's a reality. Memo Ochoa and Talavera wanting to play another World Cup, not wanting to let the kids kind of take over. Okay, I can believe that about Memo Ochoa because he's a competitor and if he says, hey, if you want me out, somebody take this position from me. If not, I'm still going to be here. But Talavera? 
Like, what kind of stray is this guy catching? He's not even played in one World Cup. He's been there, but he's not even played in one World Cup. So what makes Talavera think, and this is why I think it's a stray and I don't really buy it, that he's going to be at the next World Cup. So listen, man, th th these are things that people who, while they were in charge, it didn't go their way, oftentimes yes. leaked to the press to kind of alleviate their side of the story, a little their of version of the yes. events. But it doesn't mean that they're not right. <clears throat> okay. The Chucky Lozano one to me is very interesting, um, I have to say. Obviously, the discipline things, maybe, maybe there's something there. But if you want to say that Chucky Lozano has been living off a goal, then bring in some competition, bench the guy, do whatever you have to do to make it so that he's not living off the goal. And yeah. the thing about discipline here to me is extremely problematic because this source is saying you need somebody like Bielsa, who they call a loco, to come in and discipline these guys. What about Tata Martino? He's incapable of disciplining these players? Isn't that, isn't that why he was brought in to trascender, to do it differently? And by the way, he did bring his discipline. He brought his discipline when he when he kicked all the guys off the team. We didn't have Chicharito at this World Tecatito Cup. Tecatito the very first We didn't camp. have Tecatito for a while because of discipline, discipline. And guess what? I could make the argument that discipline backfired. So yeah. I think this source is singing a tune for Tata Martino. And I think you got to take it, Herc, with a big, fat, gargantuan grain of salt quickly. Uh, he also contradicts himself because he says the Federation knew about these things and they wouldn't do anything about it. Or they, they actually, yeah, so what are you saying? The Federation ran things? They undermined the coaching yes. staff? Like, it just makes no sense. If what sure. you're saying is true, well, then you're idiots. That, I mean, Martino talking today as well, spoke to a radio station in Paraguay, had some interesting quotes. He said, business, business just plays too big a part in Mexican soccer. Again with Nancy, Tata Martino. Nancy Drew. Tell us something we didn't exactly. already know. Please, for once in your life. All right, we got more shots fired here, Herc. More shots fired. This time from Wesley Snyder, our good friend and Dutch legend. And these are aimed at Ajax's Mexican contingent. Quote, Jorge Sanchez and Calvin Bassi are the worst fullbacks from the top eight Eredivisie clubs. Then Edson Alvarez was getting the ball, but he was giving some sort of salsa lesson. It is useless to pass all balls backwards or to the side. Herc, are these shots warranted? What's up with Wesley Snyder? Bro's got no chill. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Wesley Snyder, Rafael Vandervaart, they've taken some shots at Jorge Sanchez. At, at, uh, uh, the, the Borg as well uh, took a shot at Edson Alvarez before, uh, at Serginho Dest. They, they enjoy taking shots at CONCACAF players. Is Jorge Sanchez one of the worst eight backs in the area Divizia? I don't believe so. No chance. Has he had a rough adaptation to the style and the way they play going offensively? Maybe. Does he get caught defensively at times? Sure. It's Edson Alvarez's technical ability what sets him apart from other players in his position? Absolutely not. That's not why Chelsea wanted to dish out 50 million euros for this player. But it is a reality of what he is deficient in. But by no means... Should you single him out in that manner? What he does and what he's good at isn't having the ball at his feet and playmaking. He, he's a defensive midfielder. It's winning the ball, getting it out cleanly, organizing, protecting that back line. These things that make him good, he doesn't recognize. Wasn't Snyder the one that said they should have shipped him to London when they had the chance? Maybe. 
talking I mean, about Edson Alvarez. So this isn't the first time that we have seen these Mexican players get heat from, as you mentioned, important players in, in Dutch and specifically Ajax history. That's the other thing with Snyder here. I feel like some of this might just be a thing against foreign players because it's, it's not just Alvarez and Sanchez. It's, well, the salsa was thrown in there as well to make sure that you knew. Uh, but Calvin Bassey, the other player mentioned here, isn't Dutch. He's Nigerian, so it's another foreign player. And if we look at Wesley Snyder's career, he's an Ajax Academy guy. So maybe as an Academy guy, he wants to see their guys get the shot, not these foreign players brought in. But come on, Jorge Sanchez, Edson Alvarez. I feel like I want to all, do the meme, what are you saying? All pretty important parts of this Ajax squad. However, Ajax are fifth right now, so some of the criticism is fair. Elsewhere in the Eredivisie, Herc, Santiago Jimenez started and drew a penalty for Feyenoord in their 2-0 win over NEC. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, didn't want to take this one? Come on, Santi! I'm so glad I was right about this kid. I, I'm so glad I was right about this kid. That's all I want to say. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Time to check the mentions here on Football Americas as we wrap up this edition of the show on January, well, it's 26th on the East Coast, 25th on the West Coast. Billy Dubs! Is DCU wrong to trade away Gressel, Julian Gressel? Dumps does seem he could fit into Rooney's system and almost seems like what they're looking for in Ron. I uh, believe they got, a lot of, uh, they got a lot of gam for that, didn't they? A lot of funny money. A lot of gam. So a lot it depends of what they did with that. But just in general, I, they traded him away at his height. I mean, he came off a career year in assist, something I will never understand. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what's weird about this one is the way it happened right after Rooney took over. It was almost like Well, it was right Rooney before saw... Rooney took over, no? Yes, it, it, was, it was during the Rooney. Once yeah. Rooney had joined the team but not officially taken over, it almost felt like Rooney just saw this player and was like, I, I can do better than that. Or, and I think this is another important thing, the value for Julian Gressel That's around the league was. was so much. And what they could do with that money. That's what I think it was. You combine it with what Rooney saw in the player, maybe didn't see in the player. But, yeah, you see him doing this for the national team. We know him for his left foot. But as I mentioned, the assist today with the right foot. I mean, that, that's a player who could be pretty useful to no, a team I... like DC United that's coming off a right. historically bad season. Next on Check right Dimensions. Foot. From KMA Preston. Thoughts on the stadium attendance today? 
uh, as the U.S. fell 2-1 against Serbia in Los Angeles. Herc, what did you think of the attendance? I can get confirmation, okay? I said in my tweet, who knows? L.A. is fashionably late, and that it was. Confirmation from those inside the stadium that around towards the end of the first half, it became a good crowd. One of the better January camp crowds is what they said. Okay. Trying to find the attendance here on social media. I don't see it uh, very evident, but we'll, uh, we'll check around. You think it'll be better on Saturday, Columbia, weekend? I got to feel like there'll be a better crowd, yeah? Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. It's the weekend one, and two, it's Colombia. You might get a, a different sabor in there for sure. Okay, so USA against Colombia on Saturday. Last but not least here on Check Dimensions. How long will Gio Reyna stay in Germany? What league do you see him prospering him in? All right, my guy's got two goals in four days. We're ready to send him on, Herc. What do you think? Premier League Man City. Woo! Why? Because that's where his best friend is, whose dad also played there, and that's where his dad played. And it just, I, listen, he, he's a very technical player in a team like that. He could do well, sure. Will they take him? Probably not. But do I think he could do well there? Yeah. Yeah, you talk about best friends, so I know you're talking about Erling Haaland. I am what talking if, about Erling Haaland. What if City gets Jude Bellingham? They're not we getting know he's, Jude Bellingham. He's best friends. He's best. They're, though, they're pretty tight, though, too, that right? That is my second one where I would love to see him as Real Madrid. If, okay. I, had, if I had a dream scenario for, for, for Giovanni Reina. And actually, we, we did this. One of our test runs for Football Americas back in the day was Giovanni Reina. This uh, news outlet reported was in the orbit of Real Madrid. And I Don told Ballon. you. Yeah, the, the distinguished John Ballon. All right, well, we'll see where Gio Reyna ends up. Might be Manchester City. Of course, they'll be playing Arsenal in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Coverage starts at 2.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time <laughs> the producer on Friday. Wants, wants Arsenal. Right here on ESPN+. No Plus. Again, a magical weekend of FA Cup action right here on ESPN Plus. What you rocking there? Ooh, very nice. Two, three threads, thanks for the gear. That blood in, blood out tea was uh, delicioso. Shout out to the crew at Olive in York there. Beautiful, oh, starry night jersey. It's a shame we for will that be blazer, back that's a sick on jersey. Monday, no show on Thursday. We will be back on Monday. Transfer almost deadline day special because the transfer window closes on Tuesday. So we'll be covering that, we'll be covering USA against Colombia from Saturday in Los Angeles as well. For Hercules, reply all Gomez. I'm Sebi Salazar. My hips. We'll see you <laughs> on Monday. Have a great weekend. research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.